to Let's Manifest That. This is Cody. And Sydney's here too. <laughs> My headphones weren't working. Sorry. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> I was like, why can't I hear myself? My bad. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Long, awkward pause. <laughs> this week, we are talking about friendship. Friendship. How do you make friends? How do you keep friends? How do friendships change over time? How do they compare to relationships? Then we're going to um, vent about car accidents here a little bit at the end, so make sure you stay tuned for that venting session. Now, me and Sydney both have had car accident experiences and are both traumatized. <laughs> I just recently had my first car accident, so it was it's all a new experience for me. Also, we are recording on Cody's birthday. Woohoo! It is her birthday. So that is crazy. In real life. In, not in podcast life, but in real life. It is. <laughs> not in weird podcast timeline. Yeah. But it's still, um, that's a, birthdays are, I don't know. Birthdays are fine. <laughs> birthdays are fine. That's great commentary. Yeah. I personally don't like, uh, I, I like my birthday, but it, like, I want it to be low key. I usually um like october 1st i'm usually because just so you guys know this is october 23rd whenever we're recording this so yeah that's why the the dates are a little bit weird here but um usually the first of october i'm like it's birthday month and like Mm -hmm. the week of my birthday i'm like it's my birthday week and i get kind of excited like not that like i expect a lot Mm -hmm. it's just like i'm trying to like make myself happy and excited yeah and um it's just like a fun time just for me to be like yeah i'm selfish awesome it's my birthday Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always buy myself a, a nice gift. One year I bought myself the Harry Potter Blu-ray set, which mm. was like seventy or eighty dollars. And it was it's worth it. I'm yeah. watching it all right now, um, for like Halloween. Awesome. Yeah. I try to like do something for myself mm-hmm. sometime in the month. And like I give myself like a lot more leeway with everything mm-hmm. <laughs> in the month of my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. After October, though, it's over. But yeah. I'm back to <laughs> hating myself. I like your shirt. Thank you. It's a death card. That's awesome. I got it. I got them from Etsy. I got another one that has um, Baphomet on it. Oh, cool. Um, Etsy yeah. is the best. Yes, I love that shirt. But I didn't want to wear it today because we were going out and I was like, I don't want to scare people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure hard neighborhood children already think I'm like a witch or something. So eh, whatever. Could be worse. That very true. So um yeah. And if you guys don't usually shop on Etsy, definitely check it out. There's all kinds of good stuff mm-hmm. made by like real people. Mm-hmm. So before you go on like some big box store or something, check out Etsy. I love it. And it's I can also rationalize spending a little bit more because mm-hmm. somebody has handmade it or yeah. is it's going to is that person mm-hmm. yeah um and i find the best etsy shops on tiktok mm-hmm. like people doing packaging videos or whatever um that's how i found lovecraft crypt that I, we, we plugged a few weeks ago or cool a few episodes mm-hmm. ago awesome so friendship this is this is a pretty broad topic so let's where do you want to start do you want to start with like high school friendships start you know yeah yeah beginning do you have any french friends from like whenever you're like a kid no <laughs> like yeah. when i was like elementary school yeah. no absolutely not yeah i mean like i know people who like i'm still like instagram friends with them or facebook yeah, yeah. friends but like we're not like friends friends 
It's crazy to me how people can do that, though, sometimes. Yeah. I cannot fathom being friends with the people I was still fr- I was friends with in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a friend, um, like, I'm trying to think back to, like, my first really good friend. Her name was Haley. And it we, like, I, I have so many friends where we were really good friends. And then the next year we would be in different classes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you have one teacher when you're in elementary school. So yeah. you would never see each other. And that's just yeah that was one of the problems i think with my school i went to a huge school Mm -hmm. and we would like split off into like other schools all the time too so like we might go to elementary school together but then like not the next um middle school together and then you know like so it would get difficult and then high school was just so incredibly huge like Mm -hmm. you might never see that person again yeah our school we just kept adding people so Mm -hmm. elementary school depending on where you lived we had like six different elementary schools in the area and then they would all put us together in middle school and then in high school the kids who went to like um catholic schools mm-hmm. like private schools would yeah. come to the high school so it was just like more and more and more so yeah. more people to meet and just yeah grow apart or figure out who you want to be more i guess which is crazy because um both of our partners brad and charlie i feel like they are still friends with a all the same people because mm-hmm. there are some people that i'm like how do you know this guy and they're like oh we went to elementary school together and i'm like you what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> speaking of their crazy friend group we were driving down the street and this guy walked out into the street and, Car- and charlie goes is that connor do i know him and i was like why do you know just random people in the street like that's happened multiple mm-hmm. times and we'll pull, pull over and be like hey man and i'm like i would so never funny. do that to anybody yeah. that would be so well, weird he's also big into like the skateboarding scene which i yeah. feel like there's a bunch of them and they all know each other which i think helps too yeah um we were talking the other day and i was like charlie you know everybody and he's like i don't know everybody and i was like okay you know everybody so mm-hmm. chill I would never recognize anybody I went to high school with. I had like three friends, maybe. <laughs> I'm friends with one person that I I would we didn't go to high school together, but we went to high school together. So mm-hmm. she went to a private school until senior year and then she came to our school, mm. but we were friends through other friends and she's like the only person I went to high school with that yeah. I actually stay in touch with, actually really like she's probably like one of my really good mm-hmm. friends. But I don't know if that technically counts because we yeah. only went to high school for a year together. And then, like, most of our friendship has actually been, like, long distance. So we were friends, you know, our senior year. And then she moved to California for college. Oh, yeah. And she's been there Your ever California since. California friend. <laughs> My California friend, Alicia. Um, whenever you were in school, and I guess, like, in particular younger, were you the kind of kid that would, like, meet up with other kids and hang out like would your parents like drive you over to julie's house and have like a sleepover or something um yeah i it would typically be like one i would have one close friend and we would do like sleepovers Mm -hmm. and stuff like every year but i don't think it was anything like crazy frequent Mm -hmm. i did have a friend who we met in sixth grade fifth or sixth grade and we were really, really close. And my sister, like, babysat her mm-hmm. in quotation marks over the summer because my sister's <laughs> only two years older than us. But it was just, like, because her mom, she was a single mom. And so she would just send her over to our house yeah. so that we could all hang out together. And we had a pool and stuff. So, like, I would say that that's probably my closest friend from elementary school. But we don't really, like, talk yeah. anymore. Like, middle school, we grew apart and... 
my mouth just made a weird sound. <laughs> I thought it was your your crystal. No, that was my mouth. I don't know what just happened. What about you? Do you have like, um, n- no, I don't really have any friends that like I've carried on from younger grades and like acquaintances, mm-hmm. but we don't know each other. But I also wasn't um ever really one to like be able to go over to like other people's houses, like go do things until I was like you know in high school yeah um and i think that that's a big thing too like from charlie brad and like some of those people they would always be hanging out they mm-hmm. would always be even from like a young age going to parties and like not like parties but like yeah yeah skate get to parks and get yeah. togethers and stuff like that so i feel like that also helps because they could like, all like bond together mm-hmm. i wonder if also their neighborhoods were kind of close so they could oh, walk yeah, or skateboard true. or ride their bikes like my neighborhood wasn't really or my town wasn't really mm-hmm. like that people lived like really far across town or like i think I that know. a lot of them did live by each other because we'll just be driving around by, like by where they grew up and they're like there's so-and-so's house here's so-and-so's house yep. and like they're all by each other and i also feel like it's different for girls like my parents would never let me like ride my bike across town mm-hmm. to go see a friend or um because also when we were little, I think a guy tried to pick my sister up in a van and it really oh, scared my mom. Yeah. And like, so we got like cell phones after that. Mm-hmm. And because we would walk home from school because we lived really close. And but yeah, like mm-hmm. my parents were very like they had to know the parents if we were going to go spend the night, which is reasonable. Yeah. Like highly reasonable. I don't blame them for that at all. And I'm glad that they did mm-hmm. because, you know, horrible things happen to people. But yeah, I think it's just different. It's yeah. very different. I had um, some kids who lived next to me that like I would always hang out with them mm-hmm. all the time, but um, that didn't really carry on. Yeah. Um, one of the friends, I mean, she moved on, like had, had a kid kind of early, like, way earlier than me at least. She mm-hmm. got married. Um, we just kind of like went on different paths. Like I yeah. still, she's still one, like I care so much about her. I know that she still cares about me. Like occasionally we'll still be like hey thinking about you like mm-hmm. once a year or something like that yeah. but we don't talk normally yeah and um then the couple of like the guy friends that i grew up with mostly guys around me so like mm-hmm. we were friends but i feel like that also as we grew up everything just changed a lot like mm-hmm. even like being just you know a guy and a girl as you grow up things can change a bit yeah and they kind of like went down different paths as well and yeah those didn't really carry on like again like we still you still kind of have that feeling of like Oh, I grew up with you mm-hmm. and I care about you, but like we never talk. Yeah, we had a kid that lived next door or his parents lived next or his grandparents lived mm-hmm. next door, so he would be over all the time. And we spent a lot of time together, but that kind of also speaks to what you were saying is like I have always been very sexual like mm-hmm. my entire childhood and so I was like, oh, I can't be friends with boys, so it would be yeah. weird. And my I'm just also not a very friendly outgoing person like I won't go out of my way to I was so shy Mm -hmm. would not talk to anybody and my sister was better friends with them him and they were closer in age anyways and like we saw him out of maybe this is obviously pre-covid but Mm -hmm. like and I was just like I don't really want to talk to you I don't want to say hi I don't want to catch up and And a lot of it's awkward because you're always like hey how you been good cool we should hang out but you're never going to. I will not. And I don't want to. I just, I'm like, that's, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't care. Yeah. And it's not that I'm, I think I've said, I've said this for sure on the podcast before that, like, I'm not friendly, but that doesn't mean I'm mean. Mm-hmm. I just won't go out of my way to 
make small talk or like yeah. it feels so empty it does and it's just i'm exuding energy that i already mm-hmm. have a limited capacity of <laughs> and i really am not gonna waste mm-hmm. it on people i went to high school with or people yeah. i knew which is why i'm like i'm so glad i moved to st louis because the chances of me seeing people i went to high school with yeah. have significantly lowered <laughs> And I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go to Walmart and see people I yeah. recognize and then be like, hey. And then I'm like, weird, awkward smile. Yeah. But luckily, I'm not in an area anymore, like, near where most of the kids I went to high school with still live. Like, mm-hmm. they still, for the most part, still kind of, like, live where we grew up. And I'm kind of outside of that now. And, yeah, if I would see somebody from high school, I, I actively try to avoid them yeah. just for the small talk. And sometimes I don't want to see them. Like, I didn't have a good – um like high school middle school experience Mm -hmm. i was really shy i was made fun of enough amount like i'm i wasn't super picked on but enough that it kind of would stick with me yeah um and yeah i just don't care to be around a lot of those people yeah like whenever we had our high school reunion for the while i was thinking about going but then i was like why do i care about these people a lot of them were mean to me a lot of them like looked down on me Mm -hmm. why would i want to be around them no absolutely not i would never go to a high school reunion there's no point if i really am that curious i'll just look them up on social media which chances of me being curious are slim but yeah my only reason that i wanted to go for a while is because one of the things i made was made fun of was that i was called ugly a lot oh <laughs> so i was gonna be like all made up and stuff and be like yeah yeah who you calling ugly <laughs> yeah look at me because i don't feel like i'm that ugly i did go through like a very awkward phase yeah. like i didn't wear makeup i didn't like and i also i didn't have a whole lot um i don't know how to say this but i didn't have like a very good parental mm-hmm thing there for me at all yeah. so, like even buying skincare like mm-hmm. face wash um anything like that like i had bad acne i didn't have anything to help take care of it i didn't have good clothes like a lot of them were hand-me-downs and stuff um or like from you know and it was just like if i could get it then that's what i would wear because i had no other choice for the most part so um and like even like doing my hair and stuff like i didn't have hair products Mm -hmm. i didn't have stuff so yeah like it was very awkward growing up and i didn't have many resources available to me to like try to help that awkward Mm -hmm. face at all so yeah, I just, I didn't care to be around them, but I did though, went to be like, look, I have face wash now, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> my, my face is no longer greasy, pose. <laughs> That's so funny to me. But I also feel like when we were in high school, self-care, self-care mm-hmm. was basically non-existent. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the face wash you would have was either proactive <laughs> or noxema saint ives or something yeah that's like awful now yeah yeah and there's just it's you so know different. we didn't well when i was in high school i didn't have a smartphone until mm-hmm. like senior year so you internet access was very limited mm-hmm. and and this isn't even that long ago like i graduated in 2013 which is eight seven eight years ago now and so you just like tiktok no youtube (laughs) kind of youtube was not what it is now and so kids just have so much better access to have Mm -hmm. to take care of themselves now and makeup and stuff oh my gosh oh yeah i did not i hardly wore makeup and i don't Mm -hmm. think i started wearing makeup until like closer to the end of college because 
I mean, I would attempt to put on makeup every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't really call it like wearing makeup, but I attempt it occasionally with like a sparkly eyeshadow and like nothing else. Yeah, because I didn't have friends who were into that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So when YouTube and beauty gurus like blew up, I was like, oh, now I have this person who I can go on and watch and admire and figure out how to do this makeup. And it just kind of like blossomed from there. Yeah. And I was friends with mostly guys in high school and that just wasn't on my mind, Mm -hmm. like wearing the makeup and stuff. And um, yeah, on that. So earlier you kind of mentioned that you don't have um, many like friends you carried on through high school, whereas um, I didn't have a lot, but I had a few friends that... Like, I felt like such, like, an awkward kid, like, never yeah. knew where to go. Like, even at lunch, like, God, I hated oh lunch God. because I never knew where to freaking sit. Panic. Oh, my God, I would freak out. There was a couple lunches that I just stayed in the bathroom, like, the entire time because I didn't know where else to go. I didn't have any friends. I was 100% the kid that would go sit in your te- in their, her teacher's classroom yeah. because it was just too painful. Yeah. But I ended up finding, like, this little group of friends and, like, we would eat together. Then we started hanging out. And then one of them actually ended up getting amnesia <laughs> in oh, high school weird and yeah that actually brought us all a lot closer because um i helped him out like we would ha- all hang out together then and be like let's watch all these movies that you don't remember anymore and like let's <gasps> all hang out and stuff and that would be kind of cool not yeah. that that's like a good thing but like <laughs> forgetting all and being able to rewatch movies for the first time <gasps> getting to rewatch Sixth sense without oh knowing the God. plot twist <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, but um, it was that was a crazy experience. Yeah, like that's... just going through that. Oh, maybe we can have him on sometime to talk about it. Ooh. If he wants to talk about it, we um, did just get a new mic. We got we a did. third mic. So anybody who wants to be a guest, come on, yay! <laughs> just let us know. Um, yeah. So that was a crazy experience. But then we all started hanging out a little bit more. Like that brought us a little bit closer. Um, at one point, like I was helping him like walk through the halls and stuff just because he did have a decent amount of friends and people mm-hmm. would be like hey what's up and he's like hi i don't remember you and then they'd be like oh that's funny yeah you do and i would be like no he actually doesn't he had amnesia because they wouldn't believe it like nobody believes and like you don't remember me like what no he doesn't remember his family why that's would he crazy. remember you <laughs> it's like uh in devil wears prada when miranda Priestley needs help <laughs> naming people and anne hathaway comes in and she's like like tells her who people are um yes like that brought us all kind of closer and then one of the guys like kind of in that group he he has a huge family he was like Mm -hmm. very close like very into like doing stuff and like every year they would have like a big vault bonfire and stuff so like we started going to that and like we just kind of became like a little you know nice little group of friends and we don't hang out very much anymore but we still have that like close feeling and actually one of them who got married and like they have kids and stuff now like i'm kind of friends with his wife now Mm -hmm. and yeah like we're still all like there for each other we just don't hang out much anymore because you know lives change and it's so it's so crazy and like we've all kind of our friendships have changed over time and stuff like we've had to you know learn how to adapt to that a little bit but yeah yeah i also think like in high school, I'm thinking back that it's so competitive with women. Mm-hmm. Like to like kind of to get on the subject of like female specific friendships. Like you're so taught 
that this person is your competition for I was terrified male attention. of other girls. I was terrified of other females because I also thought that they were constantly judging me mm-hmm. and constantly looking down on me, even if they might not have been. Mm-hmm. Some of them were. Yeah. I know that for sure. But then I just thought that all of them were. I thought yeah. that all of the females were awful. <laughs> and I was in theater, which, you know, we all know the the stigma <laughs> on theater kids and it can be really toxic. Like, I don't regret doing theater, but at the same time, like, those girls are vicious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm i not saying that I wasn't one of them because I'm sure I was because it's just so toxic. Like, you feed into it. Yeah. And because you're already competing for roles, you're competing for attention, and then on top of that, you're competing for male attention too, which you're so taught that mm-hmm. you have to you have to have especially in high school like mm-hmm. you need to be seen like with a guy and like who are you talking to who are you dating all this stuff yeah yeah we were talking about wanting to do an episode on regrets mm-hmm. or something and one of my biggest regrets and i one of my biggest regrets is having a boyfriend all throughout high school yeah. i really felt like it limited me and just kind of like took me away from the things i really wanted to do because i was so concerned with him and that sucks. Like, I <laughs> wish that I, I don't know. I feel like it just, like, limited me and made me think that I needed a boyfriend. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that happens a lot in high school. Oh, yeah. Like, you just feel, and you feel like that's, that's the time that you're going to, like, fall in love and this is, like, the rest of your life oh and my all God. that shit. God. Uh, At 15. Fuck. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. But all of your emotions are so intense at that age. Yeah. You're like, this is it. I'm in love. We're getting married. We're having kids. This is the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like your world just like revolves around some of these people and it's ridiculous. And then you get older and you're like, I have not felt that intense of an emotion. Exactly. Since then. Oh my God. I need that high. <laughs> but yeah, I just, because also the way I view relationships now is so different than how I view, how I viewed relationships then. Like, mm-hmm. like your, like your partner should be your friend too yeah and not your maybe not your best friend but they can be yeah yeah that's actually an interesting one whenever we talk about relationships i'd like to dive into that more where everyone says your partner should be like your best friend or everyone's Mm -hmm. like this is my best friend it's like is it really Mm -hmm. because like i don't i also don't know how healthy it is to have your best friend be your partner if you don't have like other people yeah um, like if you have other people and you just consider like your partner your best friend also that's fine but like mm-hmm. if you're calling them that because you have nothing else I feel like that's almost a lot unhealthy I also think having a best friend can be really toxic too because yeah. it's limiting I don't know mm-hmm. like I like so I'm thinking like I would call Charlie my best friend but mm-hmm. I would also call you my best friend but I would also <laughs> call Brianna my best friend yeah. but I would also call my sister my best friend yeah but you but you all like fulfill different needs mm-hmm. of mine if that makes sense and like sometimes those needs cross over and yeah that's why we can all still be friends together in a space in different ways and yeah yeah like you need people to you just have different needs and not mm-hmm. one person is never going to be able to fulfill all yeah. of those needs that and like our conversations that we have are way different than a conversation like I would, might have with another one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like bad or good or anything. It's yeah. just different. Yeah, yeah, and like exactly. Like we have different sets of interests. Like I have some friends from work because like I worked um, 
when I'm, whenever I worked in person, I was going to say, cause at one point I worked in an office. I'm like, well, duh. Um, I worked in the office at one point and like we got really close. Like we mm-hmm. had to work together a lot. So I started to get to know these people, but like I would not talk to you about the things I talked to them about. Yeah. They have kids. We worked together. So like mm-hmm. our topics were different. Whereas like, it's just very different. And uh, yeah, you get satisfaction and you get fulfillment in different ways. So yes. it is really good. Um, like, yeah. like I enjoy talking to Brianna about certain things or like, I need your guys' opinions mm-hmm. on things that Charlie's like could, he can understand, yeah. but it's different. Like yeah. I want a female perspective on certain things and, and not to, it's not gossiping. It's mm-hmm. not, it's just like, and and the thing is, is that I actually trust you guys to not repeat things that I say. Like, if I ask you, like, hey, this is this is kind of mm-hmm. private. This is an intimate thing. And, but I just want a female perspective. Yeah. And not once have I ever felt judged or, like, mm. like you guys are going to go running. <laughs> and, like, <Guess> what? <laughs> yeah. And, like, like, I tell Charlie everything. Yeah. But... Like, certain things, I'm just like, that's none of his business, mm-hmm. and that's a something that nobody wanted me to tell him, and yeah. so I won't hold... It's not hurting him. It's not... Yeah. He yeah. doesn't need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have different levels of friendships? Like, do you have some friends who, you, like, maybe you wouldn't talk to those things about, and some who you do, but you still would consider them both your friend? Yeah. I, I definitely think so. Like, there are certain things I wouldn't talk to my sister about, mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. a little... I don't know. We're just not like that, I guess. Yeah. Like... Like, I don't think I would go to and talk to my sister about sex because it's, yeah. it, it's a weird, I guess. It's not your guys' relationship. Yeah, it's just not yeah. what we talk about. And, like, we do sometimes, but not at the, in the detail that I would tell you <laughs> and Brianna. And so, yeah, I, I guess yeah. I would say that. But otherwise, I tell my sister everything. She listens to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I can only imagine the questions that are going through her head right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's also, I think it's kind of important to have different levels of friendship. Yeah. Because sometimes you do just need some of those friends who you can hang out with and it doesn't need to be deep all the time. Yeah. Like you can still have a good friendship with them, but then you still have like those few people who are like even closer that you can have those deep conversations with. I also like, like I need my relationship to be a level of friendship Mm -hmm. too, because I want us to be able to joke and have fun and it doesn't always need to be this serious like yeah like so for example (laughs) I I was I had a boyfriend and I thought it was hilarious to send him pictures of Steve Buscemi (laughs) every day several times a day because I was low-key obsessed with him like young Steve Buscemi is everything so I he got really tired of it and broke up with me because I wouldn't stop. So he was like, stop. And I thought he was joking because I thought he understood, like, the humor. Like, That's this is funny. so funny that he thought, like, you thought that he was joking and really he's like, why is she doing this? Yeah. And, like, the thing is, is if I were sending it to a friend, they would be like, this is hilarious. This is peak comedy. Like, and he just did not understand it. And he was like, this is really weird. Stop. But like that's just the relationship yeah. i i needed and i wanted and he wasn't like 
it's, it was just it's, like a, a it's realization. so funny to think about what's going through his head because it's pictures of Steve Buscemi and like he gets to the point where he's like, I can't take it anymore. I'll it's show so you. funny. I've, I've got to show you. I saved a picture recently of a picture I would send him pretty often. And oh my God. I've, I've seen that one before. <laughs> it's Steve Buscemi with his eyes replaced with his mouth. Okay. And then it's I very said- disturbing. <laughs> I wanted to show you pictures of young Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. while we were on the podcast so we could get your reaction because it is- it is something. Okay, okay. Oh. Right? He almost has, like, Johnny Depp vibes. Does Okay, so, you know Bill Skarsgård? He yeah. plays Pennywise. Okay, look at this comparison. They look identical. Wow. Isn't he hot? Like, look at this one. Yeah. We'll post these on Instagram so you guys can see. Wow. All right. Right? I And I was, t- I was talking to a friend... And I was like, I feel like Steve Buscemi was born in the wrong time. Yeah. Because he was not like a, a leading man. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now he would be. Yeah. Because to be truly hot, you have to be kind of ugly. Yeah. That is just. You need that like uniqueness yeah. about you. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to run my fingers through his hair and then like poke <laughs> him in the eyes. That's all I want. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I'm. A, oh my God. I show my affection through aggression. Oh, oh poor Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever just sit there and you look over and you're like i'm gonna bite him and mm-hmm. he, he's like yeah. he gets very upset yeah <laughs> yeah i do that all the time or i'm just like hit hit he's like ah i love you yes <laughs> or like i always say i want to eat my cat's ears like eat them <laughs> like i just want to <laughs> consume you <laughs> As but soon as you said that, I looked at the crystal because I'm like, oh, would she eat this? <laughs> <laughs> we went crystal shopping and they had little tiny crystals. And I was like, I really want to eat those. Like, I just want to put them in my mouth and swallow them. And and then later I was working and I had one of the tiny crystals near me because it's like for creativity. And I was like, Cody, I'm going to eat this crystal. I really don't know how to stop myself. And she was like, sit on it. Sit on it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um so <laughs> back to normal. Back to normal talk for a minute. Um so yeah, I think another one of the reasons that I sometimes have a hard time making and keeping friends is because I have a really hard time bonding with people, mm-hmm. even animals sometimes. Like once I do bond with them, I'm like I absolutely love you. Yeah. But um I have a hard time feeling that bondingness i think it's like the way that i grew up like i didn't grow up with like a nuturing family life or anything like that so like i had a couple of good friends they were like my everything and i kind of kept that trend like i only have like a couple of good friends but like it's really hard for me to to let people in Mm -hmm. and um like and sometimes like i think i will because i'm like well i'm telling them things i'm talking to them but i'm still like not really like absorbing absorbing them like i don't know how to describe it they're just and, like that wall. Like you yeah. Can't, and I think that kind of goes back to the aura episodes where you're just mm-hmm. like not vibing yeah. on the same frequency. Well, like I want to because I mm-hmm. do care about some of these people, but I don't – yeah, I just have a hard time. And then yeah. like once things start to fade, like if we're not like maintaining this friendship or something, it's it's hard for me – oh, this is going to sound so bad. It's hard for me to care sometimes because yeah. I put up that wall already because I think I almost expect for people to not like me. Therefore, mm-hmm. I expect them to not want to be my friend. So then whenever we're not, I'm like, oh, well, duh. Like, they didn't want to be my friend to begin with. Yeah, but they yeah. might have wanted to. I just never 
gave it like a good chance. Because it's also awkward maintain friendships fully mm-hmm. because you're at least I for me I'm so taught that like romantic relationships should be your main priority yeah and you should treat friendships on a different like as lower than mm-hmm. but like that is not true at all you need to cultivate your friendships just as much as you would with a partner because like I said earlier like those people are fulfilling you in other ways that maybe you're partner just can't because they're only one person and 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 so it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard to like open up to somebody and be like wait I don't want to be clingy I don't want to be weird yeah or I don't want them to think that like I'm trying to make this romantic in some way Mm -hmm. because like I truly just want to be friends and I want to have and and intimacy comes in so many different forms and yeah. not just sexual intimacy like emotional intimacy is something that i feel like we're so guarded against because we don't think that we should be telling our friends these intimate things yeah. or i don't know it's a really weird fine line and i think that i did grow up like feeling so rejected that i thought if i open up at all i'm going to get rejected or they're going to think that i'm weird or something yeah so it, i think it was hard it's hard to let people in sometimes whenever you feel like yeah why because they're not gonna like me (laughs) i've also noticed patterns of me pushing people away Mm -hmm. or like emotionally checking out of things because i'm i'm like guarding myself against being hurt or like this person deciding that they don't want to talk to me anymore like i do that with friendships and relationships Mm -hmm. and it's like it's once you catch yourself doing it you're like oh i need to slow down take a step back and you know, have those hard conversations, you know, like, is, are we still friends? Do we like, because I, I think mm-hmm. you should have those conversations with your friends. Like, what kind of friends are we? What are we? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually just yeah. kind of had one of those. It wasn't like a deep conversation, but one of my friends, I think she was feeling kind of lonely and was like, why does nobody ever want to hang out or do anything? And like, where are all my friends at? And I sent her a message and was mm-hmm. like, sorry like I'm still here for you I'm just like not going out and doing anything right yeah. now and stuff like that and she's like no I love you like you know we're good all this stuff I'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah yeah because I think that she also understands I think that some of my friends that I do still keep I don't need to maintain a huge relationship with because they kind of understand where I am um but like we I don't like to go out a lot like my anxiety gets really high um I go through like these big bouts of depression and stuff yeah. where it's just so hard for me to do anything or talk to anybody mm-hmm. and I love my friends that have kind of understood that this is just like this is our level of friendship sometimes yeah and can like accept that and still know that we're friends but not need me to talk to them constantly or not need me to go out with them all the time because they just know that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. and those are like the only kind of friends that I can keep right now because I can't push myself past those limits anymore no. I used to all the time but it was also my mental illness has played a huge part in like making friends and losing friends and stuff too mm-hmm. and like I'll go through phases where if I'm like in a huge manic state I might be making tons of friends and be like partying all the time and going out all the time and I'm like fucking love everybody but then I get super depressed afterwards and I don't talk to any of them Mm -hmm. I don't want to go out like that wasn't actually me to begin with I'm not that big party person it was just me going through like this weird mental phase yeah I totally feel that like because I yeah 
I, I try to stay by the rule of like don't make plans when you're manic but yeah. also it takes me several days to realize I'm being manic mm-hmm. because I'm I'm like oh ooh, this is yeah. not okay but also I've never so I I too go through big bouts of depression where I'm like I don't want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. and it's not like a conscious thing for me yeah. I don't realize I'm doing it but I um that this happened to me recently and I and Brianna was like, "Hey, we haven't talked in a couple days. Like, how are you doing?" And I was like, "Tear falling out. Oh. Like, that's so. It's like the smallest things of her to just be like, "Hey, yeah. like I've noticed we haven't been talking, or like when we do talk, it's pretty short. Like, yeah. just making sure you're okay." Yeah, that's and really I was nice. like, "I was like, that is so nice." Yeah. It's like whenever I fall into depression, like two or three weeks can go by, and I'll realize like I haven't talked to anybody. Yeah, but I don't know that. Like, I didn't. I don't even know that two weeks have gone by. Like mm-hmm. in my head, it's just like I'm just trying to get through the day. So yeah. I don't even realize how much time has passed. Just, yeah. I also think in the past, I haven't, it's always been really hard for me to like self-realize or like mm-hmm. be self-aware, be self-aware. Yeah. And so all through high school, I didn't realize that I didn't, I wasn't catching on to my patterns. And even through college, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that like, oh, these are my patterns of behavior. Yeah. And now that I'm getting older, I'm kind of, you know, becoming more self-aware. My routines are becoming more permanent or like my bodily Mm -hmm. routines are becoming more permanent. And like one time in college, like when I first started college, that's scary. I didn't, you know, I was trying to put high school behind Mm -hmm. me. High school was really traumatic. And so I was like, all right, I'm new me. I'm in high, I'm in college. (laughs) And so I, I joined a sorority. Oh, I can't picture you in a sorority. Me neither. That's so funny. And so I went through recruitment. I did all of that. And the girls were nice, Mm -hmm. but I could feel myself being like, this isn't me. It's, but I did it anyways. And I was not inaugurated. What is that called? But when when they, when you like officially join, like when you're not a recruit anymore, I don't remember. I don't know that. But you go through like the ceremony. I did all of that. And then... We were sitting in a meeting one time, like you have like meetings and stuff. And this is not to diss sororities. Yeah. My sister was in a sorority. She loved it. But this the sorority, the president was yelling at us about somebody saying something that was like not something that was like judgmental or something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you can have opinions as long as they coincide with what we all think. And I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> That's not normal. Oh, no. This is not healthy. Oh, no. Not normal. <laughs> and I also, like, a big part of sororities is going to mixers. I think mm-hmm. that's what they're called. And you have to go to them. And I was like, no, I absolutely am not going to go to these things and talk to people that and mm-mm. college yeah. was a big – the first semester of college was a big self-discovery because I also stayed on campus. Like, I lived in a dorm, and I was like, I need to be alone. This yeah. is not for me. I do not enjoy having a roommate, sharing a bathroom. And so I, like, I moved back home. Mm-hmm. And that's a big privilege that I have to be to, – because I went to a college that was close. Yeah. And I did not make any friends. <laughs> like, I don't think I have <laughs> – I'm trying to think. I don't have any friends I made in college because I was depressed and I didn't know yeah. who I was and I was really lost. Yeah, that's – it's hard. It's <laughs> really hard. It's just hard. And it's also really hard to make friends in your 
people say all the time it's hard to make friends in your late 20s mm-hmm. like mid to late 20s and it is so true yeah like i feel so lucky to have just like i'm like i have you and brianna that is enough yeah i like you guys we have lots of things in common i'm happy but i but also i was experiencing that extreme loneliness Mm -hmm. during quarantine and so i made a bumble bff which was really fun Mm -hmm. like it was fun to just like get to know people and like which usually i'm not like yeah but i was like wow this is extreme loneliness because well and i feel like that's like a safe a safe, easy environment to find people who are mm-hmm. also looking to be friends with people. Yeah, because it, it's a mutual – because it's not like, are you looking for friends? <laughs> it's yeah. like we already know we're looking for friends. And also I just wanted somebody who lived close because mm-hmm. my sister lived two hours away. And yeah. I was just like, this is not – Yeah. I'm lonely. <laughs> well, the process – like that just – what you just said reminded me of – um like how awkward the process of making a friend can be like you were saying like are you are you looking for a mm-hmm. friend sometimes like i'll meet somebody somewhere and they'll be like oh they're nice and i'm like okay what do you do next like yes. i don't what do you do like do i do i ask this girl for her phone number now like uh-huh. is that weird like it's just so strange like when do you start talking when do you start like texting each other it's just such a freaking awkward it's like to me it's like starting to date somebody again mm-hmm. it's so weird it's like cuz i remember distinctly becoming friends with brianna like she was dating steven Mm -hmm. we met at new year's and then we met again at a birthday party for somebody and we exchanged numbers and we didn't text at all (laughs) and then through like charlie and steven we kept saying like let's hang out let's Mm -hmm. hang out and then that never happened and then i went to a place where she close by where she lives and i saw her walking out and i was like oh my god i just saw you and then ever since then we've just like text it every day basically that's cool so and then with us it was just like hey do you want to do a podcast yes absolutely that's how we became friends yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know we didn't really um talk much Mm -mm. at all before that like we had the farm Mm -hmm. and we'd hung out like a couple of other occasions like your new year's party and stuff Mm -hmm. and because i remember first meeting you at so, uh, one of their friends' weddings, and mm-hmm. we just sat at a table and talked about yeah. zodiac signs. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I like her." <laughs> and yeah, and Charlie's always like really encouraged me to be friends with like other girls. Yeah. And you know, there's that like awkward like, "Oh, we're only hanging out because our boyfriends are dating yeah. and they're hanging out." And like I've done that before, and it's like so stupid, but. I legitimately actually really enjoy talking to mm-hmm. you and Brianna. And and I feel like now we have friendships that like even if the relationships weren't involved anymore, like mm-hmm. even if one of us wasn't dating our partner anymore, I feel like we could still be friends. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We're like, I've lost some friends that way because we would do that thing. We're like, oh, because you're dating so-and-so, we'll be friends. And then they mm-hmm. break up. We're like, okay, I guess I'm never going to talk to you again. Yeah. And also yeah. you're just like, we don't really have anything in common other than our boyfriends are friends. Yeah. And we see each other on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And it hopefully will never happen. But if Charlie and I broke up or whatever, like, I would still be like, I'm coming over to record our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that that would still totally work out. Where, yeah, some other relation, like, some other friendships, once that other yeah, part yeah. fizzles, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we're friends on other levels than just, like, we have this thing in common. Yeah. Like, we have different levels of friendship as we've been talking about (laughs) exactly um yeah another thing that's hard with friends is just growing like as you as you grow like you change so much especially through your 20s which Mm -hmm. i think is also 
makes it hard to make friends in your 20s, even in particular late 20s, because a lot of people are then transitioning into like deeper relationships or more into their career or having kids or moving places. And it makes it really tough. Mm -hmm. But like, it's really hard to maintain a good friendship while you're changing as a person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like just thinking about who I was from 20 to 25, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do not, I'm so different. Yeah. And I'm so different. I'm so, yeah. So it's so weird. I don't think I would want to be friends with a 20-year-old me. Mm -mm. Like, I I don't know. I feel like she would be so Mm self-conscious and so unopinionated. Yeah. Um, And so uninteresting. I feel like I'm so much more interesting now. And that's that's the thing with, um, whenever I was younger, I was going out more and like, Mm -hmm. that's what me and my friends did. And like, that's alcohol was like a big part of our lives and stuff and I I don't want that to be a big part of my life anymore and I don't like to go out anymore so it is really hard to maintain those friendships Mm -hmm. that started on going out and going to parties and drinking and stuff when I don't do that anymore yeah you're just a different person Mm -hmm. like I and also you're so altruistic at that age like you're like Mm -hmm. this is who i am this is what i believe in this is what is right and this is who i'm gonna be forever listen to your parents folks they're right when they try to tell you like you just wait until you get older Mm -hmm. they're they're freaking right man and for me they were right about some things yeah and other things you just really have to listen to yourself too Mm -hmm. like who am i and what makes me happy Mm -hmm. what do i enjoy because i'm I was so busy trying to people please and do yeah. what other people enjoyed that I didn't have room to do what I enjoyed and yeah. And just recently I've had I've had that room to truly be who I want to be and have the courage to to say like this is who I am. I like myself. Nobody else matters. But like if you want to be friends with this person, mm-hmm. great. If not, also great. I didn't finally go through that fully until I was 30. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know and I know now that my opinions on things will probably change between now and 30. Yeah. Like I have 5 years. 5 years is a long time. And still find more things about yourself, realize mm-hmm. more things. Yeah, and yeah. I just hope that we can all like grow together and mm-hmm. like because relationships are always changing day to day they're gonna be different because people are different every day yeah and like i you know i'm just gonna use charlie as an example Mm -hmm. because we're we're together every day but like we wake up and we have to kind of like figure out each other's moods because and try to accommodate each other in that way Mm -hmm. because that's what people are just wake up and they're different yeah and um yeah, like at this point, so we do have kind of an age gap between us, but I feel mm-hmm. like at this point, you like understand enough about yourself and I understand enough about myself that I think like even if we were to both grow a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think that we, we would still be able to maintain that friendship. Yeah, exactly. Because we've already cultivated like a foundation mm-hmm. and I think that we can always build on top of that no matter where our lives go. Yeah. Even like even big life changes, I think we can figure it out yeah because i we have a mutual respect and communication Mm -hmm. which which again those are things you do need to cultivate in friendships you don't just need to find trust and communication with um a partner like you have to find those things with your friends too because 
like not th- not that I like ever test people because that's stupid, but like I I told you a big secret and I was like I hope she, I was just like I hope she doesn't think that's weird because like I just want her opinion mm-hmm. and you reacted perfectly. Like I was like okay, now I that was a big trust thing that I wasn't like setting you up or anything but it was just like when this moment was over i was yeah. like oh, okay we built some trust there and, yeah and the communication is more open now and like mm-hmm. those are things you have to do with friends and even the fact that you felt comfortable talking to me about that was like a thing for me too mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff helps me bond with people more where it's like okay she trusts me to tell me this thing mm-hmm. and to not react poorly or to not judge yeah. her or something like the fact that you trusted me with that also helped like break down some walls and like help with that bonding and stuff yeah and you've told me things that i'm i'm like oh i feel so special that she told me that <laughs> or wanted my opinion on that yeah. i'm like great yeah let's well i'll be friends with you no matter what our little podcast audience is like what are they talking about i know because <laughs> we've been talking about these mystery things for a while and some one day i will talk about this thing on the podcast but today's just, not the day just not yet that's so funny um, I want to find, like, a name for our audience at some point, like, the man- Manifestors. Manifestos. The Manifestos. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to be called? Let us know. The Festers. Ooh. Uncle Fester. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all Uncle Fester. <gasps> I do kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, so all the Festers are dying to know what's, what our secrets are. <laughs> um. Let us know what you guys think you should be called. We yeah. have, like, a good group of, like, 20 to 30 people who listen to this consistently. <laughs> That's a lot of people. That like, is a lot of people. Have, was, you, have you seen our stats from where some of these folks are coming from? Uh-uh. We got, like, Malaysia now. Mm-hmm. I think, like, India was on there. Like, we've got, like, we're reaching out, man. <laughs> we are. I love it. Reaching out. I'm just so picturing this person in India, like, all right, <laughs> these two white <laughs> girls from America, what do you got for me? Like, are we are we relatable? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, can can is can you relate to this in other countries? Um, we I'm don't so have a strong following in other countries, but we have the listeners. Yeah, I have a friend in um, the UK, and I hope she's listening. Hi, if you're listening from the UK, <laughs> and also everybody else if you're listening from the UK, let's be yeah. friends. Yeah, let's all be friends. Let's all try to become friends, guys. Let's all get through this friendship hurdle together. We've all acknowledged that's awkward. Yes. We've all acknowledged it's hard. So let's just make it easy and mm-hmm. reach out and let's be friends. Also, another another good point is that there's as much rejection in a friendship as there is in a romantic relationship. Like, it would hurt so bad if, if like, you just, like, cut me off. I would be like, oh, that really sucks. It would hurts. be like a breakup almost. Yeah. Like, we're used to texting. Like, I think we text at least tiktoks to each other like at least every day now and um yeah like in a relationship like you almost have to like relearn how to Mm -hmm. do stuff on your own i feel like that's almost what it would be like if we were to stop talking too yeah it would be really sad and it hurts and it Mm -hmm. sucks and you're you are putting yourself out there when you're trying to make friends and like like because when i was doing bumble bff it was like hey want to meet up <laughs> and, it, and and like I never did with anybody because mm-hmm. that was when I was starting to become better friends with you and Brianna and it, but it was still scary because I was yeah. like what if this person thinks I'm weird or like what if that's hard they're not feeling the vibes that I'm feeling or what if the vibes are off because it's all through it's like the going phone. like if you were to meet like you like go on a date and then it doesn't work out and like they just don't talk to you anymore and you're like oh 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely done that before with dates. Like, you're like, yes, this is awesome. And then you meet in person and you're like, mm. this is absolutely not the vibes. I yeah. gotta get out of here. Um, also, I don't think I told you this yet, but I had another um, like energy work session. Oh, cool. And she told me that I needed more friends. <laughs> <laughs> she probably like, roasted your ass. <laughs> She's like, why don't you talk to people? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, you need you need to be able to talk to more people. She said that she thinks I need eight people to talk to. That feels like so many. That's so many people. I have like two friends right now. I have three eight? people I talk to on the regular and one of them is Charlie. Yeah. And that feels that feels plenty fulfilling to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Eight people. Wow. Eight. Where people. do you even meet eight people? Well, see, I'm hoping that it can become like Brianna, Steve, Charlie, and like that already fills up some. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, and my four. I have my friend Orly, Brad. That's six. I got I gotta meet two more people, guys. Or at least like start talking more regularly to two more people. Ooh, ooh, maybe we can introduce you to my sister. We, I, I want a farm. Yes, yes. She has that little baby cow, and I think cows are babies for a long time. So mm-hmm. I think it takes them a while to get big. Yeah. So we'll have to go out there and well, have like and a bonfire. I do have. I do have my friend Jessie. We don't see each other very often because she lives kind of far away and has a couple of kids. But, like, we're kind of friends. Mm-hmm. I could probably talk to her. There you go. Okay. And Jessie, if you're listening to this, I love you. It's not that I don't feel like I can't talk to you. It's just that I don't want to impede on your children. I'm losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my mind. If you are my friend, don't feel like after this that I don't consider you my friend. It's just probably that we don't talk very often. So maybe mm-hmm. say hi. Also, I've really been trying to become friends with the girls over on Near Death Dolls. Like, they're so nice. They're so nice. I messaged them a TikTok and she replied and she was like, oh my God, I love this. And I was like, I love you. They reacted. You posted that thing on our page for my birthday and they like celebratory reacted to it. (laughs) Yay! Lisa and Paige, if you're listening to this, be our friend. We need more friends. My my spiritual workers said so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, like, just to have a podcast friend to be like, oh my god, this podcast thing, do you guys experience this thing as well, or is it just us? Do you experience your audio going out every other week? Do you... <laughs> I was telling somebody that we were crying about how our podcast wasn't getting enough listens and while they were listening to it. They were like, well, I think it's really good. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, okay. So while, before we run out of time, I do want to talk a little, so just to say, we started this and I was like, I don't know, maybe this will be a shorter podcast than usual. And now we're like almost at an hour. I am the most long winded human being in the world. So I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, also this sparks like a couple other things I'm going to talk about. So like, I want to talk about like, uh, relationships and like soulmates and stuff like that. So Mm. I think that can be like a whole other podcast though. Yeah, definitely. Because like, relationships and friendships can also kind of like veer into that because yeah relationships can be friendships what are soulmates do you believe in them put twin flames like stuff like that i feel like that can all be a separate episode yeah i need to research twin flames because i have no idea what it is and i know it's like very in my realm of interest we definitely need to talk about like that and then karmic relationships because karmic relationships like a whole other thing Mm -hmm. that can happen um it's super interesting so we should definitely do that soon yes um and aging because I think friendship also can fall into, like, yes. aging topics. I really want to talk about that, too. Yes, and also just, like, different different life, le- like, different aspects of your mm-hmm. – different stages of your life. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've lost a lot of friends just from entering a different stage that they yeah. weren't in or, like, 
going a different direction than they're going in mm-hmm. and and how how do you like yeah m- adapt oh i guess and one more our mental i want to do um we want to do like a whole like mental illness like series because i think there's a lot of different topics to talk about on that and um of course friendship falls into that too like we kind of touched on it a little bit here but i think we can get more in depth mm-hmm. than it was specifically like about different aspects of mental illness i had a timer on for my soup and it was about to go off (laughs) i didn't want it to be like us in the middle of talking it's like in the background also if you guys have been hearing buzzing i'm really sorry um i got a new phone i don't know how to put it on silent okay so i also wanted to talk really quick about um some tips according to science on how to make friends and keep them And while I was reading through this, I saw where I've been making mistakes. (laughs) So the first one um, is use open body language. This means make eye contact, have an open torso, or do body mirroring. This is is already reading. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Use hand gestures or engage in slower, more thoughtful speech. I have a hard time making eye contact with a lot of people. Me too. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. yeah, Because we sit across from each other and we'll look up at each other and then we're immediately like, (laughs) don't look at me. Don't perceive me. Even having like an open torso and stuff, I tend to, I feel like, guard myself a little bit more. Yeah, crossed mm-hmm. arms. Yep. Or like turn away from them a little bit mm-hmm. or something. Um, be a good listener. So seek first to understand and then be understood, which also means not only relating to things, but instead using conversation to delve further into a friend's experience. So I'm actually, I think that I'm okay at this one because mm-hmm. I tend to be able to listen to other people's experiences, but I don't always talk back yeah, to yeah. them mm-hmm. also you know you always hear like be a good listener but being a good listener is kind of a lifelong thing yeah. you have to learn oh, how to yeah. do because there's listening where you hear them but mm-hmm. then there's listening where you're taking in that information yeah. and being like an empathetic listener yeah and i i feel like yeah i can definitely take and what people are saying but that doesn't mean i'm going to then open up about myself and like yeah. give it back to them I like to listen to other people's experiences, though, and, like, feel that experience, Mm -hmm. but I feel like sometimes I end up with a lot of one-sided relationships, too. Yes. I know, like, a lot about them, and they know, like, Uh, nothing about me. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Um, Make time for people. This might seem super obvious, but we just don't do it. Um, A Notre Dame study breaks down. It says you have to touch base at least once every 15 days, Hmm. and you have to return communication to those who reach out. They say the leading cause of persistent relationships is, oh my God, I can't say this word. Um, I'm going to skip that and say returning a friend's call. Oh, reciprocity. Yep. I knew like I wasn't, I was going to say reciprocity. <laughs> Panic when I have to say the word analysis because it has the word anal in it. <laughs> and I say that word a lot to my freshmen yeah. because that's what we do. And mm-hmm. I always have to type it and I'm like anal assist. <laughs> oh my God. I'm never going to look at that word the same now. <laughs> I I never even noticed it until until then. Um, Trust and disclose. The experts at the Science of Friendship have found their meta-analysis of research that having a high level of trust and a high level of self-disclosure also builds strong friendships. So being willing to open up about your life as well as being a good listener. Mm -hmm. And that's where I go wrong a lot, too. Yeah. I don't open up about my life sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I overshare which can be make people uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know when to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Once I start talking, it's hard for me to stop. Yeah. Um, hang out. Also in the obvious, but we're not doing it enough category, 
getting together. In addition to all the regular strength building benefits of an in-person communication, turns out that having a friendly physical presence positively influences cortisol levels during the time of stress. When you're having a bad day, go see your friends. It'll help your hormones. That's why I'm glad we do this. Like Mm -hmm. we have like every Friday, we're going to go see each other. And even though it's like we're, it's like a a secondary Mm -hmm. reason, it's still nice to be like, okay, I get to get out of the house, go see Cody. I get to go see Maddie and get to give her scratches. (laughs) And it's it's just nice to have like this set thing that we're going to do. And there's so many times that I'm like, I would not actively go hang out with a friend today, but because we have this like set, I know it's like, once this happens, I'll be fine. But there's mm-hmm. so many times, like, I'm, like, a crap mood by the time Friday comes around. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to do nothing. Yeah. Oh, I just want to be alone. But, like, you come over and I'm like, awesome. This is great. Like, I know. I leave and I'm in such a better mood. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if it was up to me just to, like, reach out to somebody and say, hey, let's hang out, like, I wouldn't have done it. No, absolutely not. I would have said no. But it's nice that there's, like, that, not, like, an obligation, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, kind of an ob- mm-hmm. like we have a standing thing we do every yeah. Friday and I like it and it's fun and I f- always feel like really excited afterwards mm-hmm. and it always nice. puts me in like a much better mood for the mm-hmm. rest of the day. And I would like we would actively have to like let each other know, "Hey, I'm canceling for today." So like just knowing that it's going to happen and then mm-hmm. to stop it, like I have to actively do something yes. makes me second guess it and mm-hmm. then it happens and then I'm fine. <laughs> yep. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave my house. And then yeah. I do, and I'm like listening to MCR on the way here. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm in such a better mood. So, yeah, if you ever want to hang out with us, just set a standing date and it'll be better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it needs to, yeah. Yeah. Also, I can't make plans too far in advance. Otherwise, I'll overthink it and cancel. <laughs> Um, okay, so I had a couple other fun facts on how friendships are are good for us, like our health and whatnot. So um, scientifically, so these are all studies that were done. So a meta analysis. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's all I see now. A meta analysis that reviewed 148 studies tracking over 300,000 participants indicated that the influence of social relationships on the risk of death are comparable with smoking and alcohol consumption and exceed the influence of other risk factors such as physical inactivity and obesity. It's like studies that say like hugs are really good for you because that feeling of human contact Mm -hmm. like lowers your blood pressure and like can calm down your stress. Yeah. So yeah, and it says it like summarized some stuff up here and said feeling socially isolated is more damaging to your health than being physically inactive and obese. Hmm. Interesting. I I feel like we ignore our brains a Mm -hmm. lot. Like our brains need social interaction. Like have you ever played The Sims and you're you don't let your sim outside and the (laughs) sim is so sad. Whoopsies. Um another one. Strong social ties increase our survival after cancer diagnosis by four times. Huh. So a 2006 study examined social ties in survival after breast cancer diagnosis. Women with close friends were four times as likely to outlive those without a social circle. Interesting. I, I feel like that's really probably a lot to do with like your positive outlook. Mm-hmm. If you have friends that are there for you and supporting you through that and telling you like, you know, all the things you need to hear, you're probably going to survive it better because your mental outlook is better mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, if you're kind of alone and you don't have anyone else to like mm-hmm. give you that reassurance, who knows like what your mental state's going to be like. Also, and that affects all everything with your health. Yeah. Also, when they say like laughter is the best medicine, mm-hmm. like obviously that's a cliche but laughter 
increases endorphins. I feel like just hanging out with your friends is going to help you do that. It can, like, help with your pain levels and stuff. Help, like, manage your pain to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. Of course, like, it's not going to replace, like, certain actual pain medication or anything. Mm -hmm. But it it helps take that edge off, I think. Yeah. It's also a good distraction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Feeling lonely increases mortality risk by 26%. The subjective feeling of loneliness increases the risk of death by 26%, according to a study in the journal Perspectives on Psychological Science. Coupling this feeling with living alone and the risk of mortality increases by 32%. I wonder if they mean, like, suicidal deaths or just, like, I wonder what if, if there's, yeah, like, a specific meaning. it doesn't really meaning. specify here. Um, I mean, there's, like, a source that I could probably dig into and get more, but um, I could see it being that, but then also just... Like, you're, like, people who are married, like, tend to live longer and stuff like that. I feel like just having somebody who is there for you mm-hmm. in certain ways can make your mental state, like, a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, like, feeling very lonely. I feel like whenever you feel lonely a lot, it's going to eventually, like, start to wreak some havoc on your body. Yeah. It cause, like, some heart issues. It might cause some, you know, like, if your stress is high all the time because yeah. you don't have somebody there, it's it's going to start physically affecting you yeah i never really thought about how like your mood affects your health mm-hmm. until i was so stressed out i got shingles yeah like that was a really big eye-opener like oh oh shit like stress really is bad for you yeah this is not great it is no joke folks um okay let's wrap this up with talking about um a you know what you know what you know what really <laughs> sucks is being in a car accident. Mm-hmm. I had never been in a car accident before. Have you never been in one at all? Mm-mm. Oh, never. whenever you said that at first, I was like, oh, you've never like, you've never like been driving and been like in a car accident no. or something. Never been in a car accident before. You lucky duck. I know. And so I was leaving here last Friday and there's a section of highway where you have to split to go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't know, don't know that because mm-hmm. like, you know, there's usually the fast lane and then the middle lane, but the fast lane cuts off to yeah. go in a different direction. And so traffic there is usually kind of spotty. Yeah. And we were coming to a hard stop, like a really hard stop. And the per- I, the person behind me got hit and then pushed into me. And so it wasn't bad. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. My car is fine. But it scared the shit out of me. I was like... Because you have that adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. and I've I've never experienced that yeah. before. Like, I've experienced an adrenaline rush, but, but not, not in that context. Yes. And, like, I sat there for a second because I was like, what if somebody's really hurt? Like, I don't want to get out and see it. Well, and you're on the highway. Yeah, we were on the highway. scarier. Oh, my God. And so we did eventually, like, we all sat there for, it felt like a long time, mm-hmm. but it was probably only, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But, so we got out, and we were exchanging information and the cops came blah 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 like the first like the person who caused the accident his, his car was completely mm-hmm. totaled and so they got my information i left and i was like all right glad that's over with no oh no <laughs> it is not over with my goodness <laughs> yeah. i this happened a week ago and i which uh, people who have been in car accidents are probably like yeah duh but i'm like this is a week and i'm if still you've never dealing been with in that it. situation like you just have no idea like, and it just you never really think about that mm-hmm. until you are in it. And it messed up my, like, entire week. Like, mm-hmm. I 
was like not feeling motivated to do anything because I think my emotional state was so like out of whack. Yeah. And just like having to talk to people about insurance, which I'm like, I don't don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so that's stressful. And then having to go and get my car looked at is stressful. And then it's just like, I just was not expecting it to be like this. And because why would you think about what a Mm -hmm. car accident would be like? And it's frustrating that somebody else's action mm-hmm. caused a whole ripple effect that mm-hmm. you now have to like take all this time out of your life to handle all these things. Yeah, and like it it truly was an accident and just bad luck, mm-hmm. like whatever. Um I was thinking about so the the person who caused the accident is the person who has to pay for both cars apparently. And he was kind of younger, like, I don't, I don't know, I'm not very good at judging mm-hmm. ages because I look really young, but he was definitely between the ages of like 18 and 25. And I was like, his insurance is going to be through the roof. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. But I was just trying to think, like, at least I didn't hit anybody. Yeah. Nobody was hurt. But at the same time, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, I got woken up to a call from insurance people wanting to... <laughs> talk about the accident and I was like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and I feel like you have to like restate your story like five different times mm-hmm. you're like okay this is what happened mm-hmm. for the fifth time and then also I couldn't remember what highway I was on because mm-hmm. like nobody knows the highway numbers. I have such an awful time knowing what highway I'm ever on I live right next to one and I couldn't tell you what the heck it is I just get on it yeah same <laughs> and so I told like three different people, three different highways. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea mm. where I was. I was just trying to go home. Yeah. And it just, yeah, the whole thing, I was just like, this this sucks. I hate yeah. this. That's what I'm still dealing with my car accident stuff, and it happened last December. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's still stuff going on with that one. It's still not closed yet. And I was still going to the doctor. It happened in December, and I was still having doctor appointments into, I think, April was mm-hmm. my last appointment. And... It was such a pain in the ass. Yeah. And, like, I was so glad to be able to get, like, all the doctor care that I needed. But at one point, honestly, I probably needed to keep going. But I was so freaking tired of going to all these appointments. And at one point, oh, my God, this traumatized me so much. One of the doctors that they sent me to um, was a pain management doctor. And I showed up and they're like, oh, you need... Like, you have, like, this whatever going on with, like, your muscles, which is causing more pain. And they were like, you need, like, these trigger point shots. I got 12 shots up and down my neck and no. my spine and my shoulders. And I didn't expect that to happen that day. I d- didn't like it. It hurt so freaking bad. Yeah, no. I was so sore afterwards. And I left and I cried. Because <laughs> it was yeah. after, like, so, like, 10 appointments before that, if not more. I ended up going to, like, 20 different appointments. Um and then to show up and be like, you're going to get 12 injections in your spine. And no, it was, I hate that. It was awful. And I left and I was crying and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I hate, I have a lot of tattoos, mm-hmm. but I hate needles. Yeah. I hate like getting shots or getting my blood yeah. taken. Like to me, that's so different than a tattoo. Yeah. I also really hate doctors. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time trusting doctors. So for blah, no, I had, you. yeah, I had a couple, ugh, there were a couple bad experiences with some of those doctors, but then I found a different one because I'm like, I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. found a different one and he was so nice. He was so good. He was so understanding. Like but I cannot he, tell you how many gynecologists I've been to just because like, and I only see mm-hmm. women. I've seen one man and I'm just I like, this is, the men. this is not the vibes. Like yeah. I don't. 
also I went to end this on a funny note (laughs) I this was a point where I was like on tinder and was like swiping through people Mm -hmm. and Charlie and I were like okay let's be exclusive so I was like okay I'll go get an STD test and it was like a he was like my regular doctor wasn't Mm -hmm. available so I was like this is no big deal it's just like a cheek swab and then I can be on my way and I walk in and I had matched with the doctor on Tinder and I was like, no. oh, he was like, so an STD test. And I was, and I was like, yes. And he was very attractive. And I was oh like, my I was like, I could not imagine walking in here to get my vagina swabbed and like this guy see my, no, oh my it was so embarrassing. That's so funny. Cause I was like <laughs> going to get like the whole thing mm-hmm. done. And he was like, all right, well see you later and i'll take it easy we were like that's so funny all right it was so weird oh my gosh yeah um oh and we want to have a half of our podcast is us just talking about what we want to do in the future Mm -hmm. but um pretty soon we're gonna have one about birth control periods stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and even if you're a guy listen to it Mm -hmm. it's gonna be good for you to know this stuff if you're a guy you're probably going to know a female or be with a female or have a female child in the future and it's gonna be freaking good for you to listen to this stuff so you need to listen okay so look forward to that in the future guys yeah i can't wait but i um, love talking about periods and stuff (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you have anything else for this week nope cool (laughs) all right well you guys stay happy and healthy and beautiful and we'll see you next time (laughs) bye uncle festers (laughs) 